Hello? Hey, what's up? Oh, snap. Here we go. <laughs> what's going on, y'all? First off, I just want to say this is the uh, Rise Above Podcast Signature Series. Now, this is the introduction to the Signature Series. And the Signature Series is for interviewing ministers, evangelists, pastors, and leaders alike. So, uh, you are my first guest for the Signature Series. Um, For those that do not know who this man is, and I say he's a man, even though he looks like a boy... This is Minister Zachary Bigley, aka Z Biggs. What's up? <laughs> I call him Z Bigglesworth. Yes, sir. Because um, he, he's just a just a radical man on fire for God. Uh, just a wonderful human being to be around. And just a, a, a cool, smooth brother down south. You know. Uh, That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I known this I known this man for quite some time. Um, I was introduced to him from my pastor, Pastor Sean Knight, when he came to uh, Queensbridge and, and ministered, and we just clicked it off from there. You know, we spoke about September 11th, and then that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, that, that was all you know. Uh, on the low, he's my conspiracy uh, brother as well. We do research together <laughs> about, you know, but that's just that's just between us. And uh, during football season, he's my he's my enemy. Yeah. But uh, I've uh, friendly, I've enemies, friendly enemies. Yeah, yeah, fr- yeah fr- fr- friendly enemy. <laughs> you know, but, but uh, I have uh, chosen to put up the peace flag for now. That's right. Just for uh, the people, because it's not about us. It's about the people. Come on. And then we get back to war. So, Chief <laughs> Biggs, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. See, you see, you see, you something up with the wrong foot. I said I took the peace flag. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I respect. I respect the Patriots. They're 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 good. They're good. I, I got respect for them. Doesn't mean I have to go for them, but I, I got respect for them. So. Okay. No, I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you for letting me be a part of this and uh, and, and talking, man. What's going on? Good. That's good. That's good. Uh, so. So for some people that don't know, tell, tell them a little bit about yourself. Like, who is Zachary Bigley? Who is Zachary Bigley? Uh, I'm me, man. I am a guy that loves Jesus. Uh, I love my wife. I love my kids. I love people. I like to have fun. Um, and kind of the whole philosophy, work hard, play hard, man. It's, it's all about trying to get the next person uh, just to know more about how much Jesus loves them, how much... Uh, the reality is that God ain't mad at them and he's got a good plan for their life. And that sounds so simple, but and that's kind of my life's mission. And uh, I just got a big heart for young people and and seeing them uh, change and and uh, man, just, just seeing, really it's all about the love of God. But who's that for me? Pretty much sums it up, man. I'm a preacher, I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a dad, and uh, and I'm a, I'm a brother. So it's, it's, uh, that's pretty much sums it up. Yes, amen, amen. And, and yes, just to add on to it, just about the last part, you are a brother. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, not so color at it, but this man is, um, he, he, he's a black man that didn't get his hand. That's, that's, that's what I said. You know, he has some holes with him that really opened my eyes. I was like, whoa, this brother here, he got some soul. <laughs> 
he ain't just country. Oh. He got some soul in him. So, you That's know, right. it's, uh, this man, him and his wife and children, I'm like to the barbecue any day. Hey, there you go. I like it. I like it. <laughs> any barbecue we have up here, you guys are more welcome to come up here. Nice. Maybe even get behind the grill, you know. Just okay, okay. See what it's all about. So, so, um, and, and, and speaking of that, because for, for the people that don't know, um, Zach is, Zachary and I are country spirits. You know, he, he's a little bit older than me, but I consider him to be my older brother, you know, uh, um, and certain circles, yes, um, to others from the outside looking in. Is it, oh, how are these two so, so cool? Because, you know, we come from similar backgrounds. You know, we both had problems with um, drugs and, and, and other things as well, too. And we just, we just click. You know, when you meet somebody, you know, there are times they're in your life for, for a season and some of them are in your life for a reason, you know. And, That's and right. I'm honored to um, have the brother come in my life for a reason and remain there. You know, he continues mm-hmm. to push me to be better as a man. You know, and uh, and as a leader within myself, my community, and um, I know he's going to help push me one day too to be a good husband and a good father, like he is. So, um, just very humbled to uh, call you a friend and most importantly a brother. Just wanted to say that too. Man, thank, thank you, good Because we always fight and bicker, but uh, nonetheless, <laughs> you know. <I> always, <laughs> so, um. Facts. So, what are some? So, what's a fun fact about you? What is a weird fact about you? And what is an interesting fact about you? So, for example, a fun fact about me is I love skateboards, as you already know. Uh, a weird fact about me is that I have a lot of books, but I don't read them. <laughs> I can relate. I got. Uh, yeah, I have know. a lot, but I just don't read them. Like, I rather, rather listen some words being spoken to me than just reading them on paper <laughs> and I'm a poet so it's, it's, it's kind of crazy yeah. you know um, and an interesting fact about me is that I don't mind and I put this on Facebook before too so if you guys follow me on Facebook then you've seen it I said the other day that I wouldn't mind walking through a cemetery and people are like what are you talking about and I said because I realized several things one you are a vapor on this earth. Mm-hmm. So you are more, you spend more time being dead than you are alive. So what do you wow. do now while you're alive? Okay? That's good. Two, the humility factor. Because no matter how much money you got, no matter how much money you don't have, no matter how much celebrity status you are, at the end of the day, you're going to be put six feet under in the dirt. That's right. Yep. With the rest of the people. So, so that's the humility factor. And three, every time I'm able to walk above ground on the cemetery, there's another day of God giving me a grace to continue to move forward to push his kingdom. That's right. So, fun facts, interesting facts, and weird facts. Fun facts for me, uh, when I was 19 to, uh, I guess I was 21, I lived in the Cayman Islands. Which is really cool. Uh, oh. Learn how to scuba dive and go lobster hunting and jump off cliffs and free dives. That was that was fun, man. That was super fun. Um, 
interesting facts. I can relate to you on the book thing, man. I can, re- <laughs> I totally can relate to you. On the book. Uh, there's a lot of different interesting things. I guess one was, um, uh, goodness, man, interesting fact. I don't know. I don't know an interesting fact. Let's see. I lived. I come from what I guess someone called the patio over in uh, in California, where you get gunshots going off at night, and then uh, and uh, and then ended up living in in suburban Texas. So. So uh, that's, I guess, kind of an interesting fact. Maybe that's um, uh, maybe not as interesting as the next. Uh, no, uh, here, I'll give you an interesting one. I li- I'm born in California, lived in Texas. I've lived in Colorado. I've lived in um, Oklahoma, and now I live in Alabama. So I've lived in multiple states. Uh, what was the third one? Interesting, fun, and what? Weird. Weird fact. Oh, weird. Um, Weird fact. Oh, uh, here's a little fun weird fact for you. I can I can wiggle my ears. That may be weird uh-huh. for somebody. <laughs> I can wiggle my ears. Yep. <laughs> uh, I can. <laughs> sure can. That, yep. That's that. That's a that's a <laughs> that's one of those little family fun things. Yeah, my sister and I we can laugh about. That's crazy. Yep. That that's wild. I go wiggle my ears. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see that, but that 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 that, 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 that sure is funny. I bet I bet the kids will love that though. I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's an attention getter right there. <laughs> so you were speaking before about um, being in the Cayman Islands, and I remember you spoke before. Um, you was uh, part of uh, a, a ministry of kids in Canaan land, right? Yep. Uh-huh. You, and, and that leads a bit into your testimony. So, so tell us, tell us sure. about that. Uh, yeah, when I was in the Caymans, I worked for a, a place called Canaan Home, Grand Cayman, and it was uh, it was a place. It was a year long program that helped guys come from a drug and alcohol background. And I went out there when I was nineteen as a missionary, and uh, kind of just get the picture in your mind of a nineteen year old kid, um, American living in the Caribbean, you understand? And so here I am, this young guy, and I'm put in charge of grown men, you know, some guys that are you know, around my age now. And now that I'm 36, I can look back and really see how young 19 is and just the grace of God was on my life. A year prior to that, uh, roughly, maybe a little bit over a year prior to that, I was, and I was, I was living in some just rampant sin. I was using drugs, uh, drinking, partying, just I was a mess just a real big mess and um and so that was my that's my background I had a radical encounter with Jesus at the age of 17 I was high on drugs I came inside I turned the the TV on the Christian television network and this guy was giving an interview to a guy from South Africa and the South African had a similar testimony to mine where he was using drugs selling drugs and he had my attention as the guy Ben Kinslow's the man's name he was interviewing the South African, he stopped the guy, pointed at the TV screen, and he said, someone's going through the exact same thing this man's going through. And, man, it was like I saw God go from the top of that TV through being out his finger right into my life. And, uh, man, it tripped me out. Um, the guy from South Africa gave his testimony and this encounter that he had with Jesus. As he was saying it, the same thing began to happen to me. And I'm trying to give just a short synopsis of it, man. But I, I had a vision of Jesus that night. I saw his back. I saw a deep wound in his right lower portion of his back. You can see the white of his bone. Uh, about as quick as you can snap your fingers, I went face to face with Jesus. And I, I looked at him and he looked at me. His face was just dirty and 
and uh, and he looked at me with them eyes, man, that that. He wasn't crying, but his, it's like if he would have blinked his eyes, tears would have streamed down his cheeks. And he, he looked at me and asked and said these words, look, even if you were the only one, I still would have done it for you. Amen. And man, that just, that wrecked me, man. And I, I went to call upon Jesus and uh, cry out to him. And I knew I needed to pray, so there was a prayer line number on the TV. So I called. No one answered. I flipped the channel to the other Christian network. No one answered. I got mad at God. I <laughs> put my fist in the air. Man. I said, God, where are your people? <laughs> and uh, about that time, my mom, who had been praying for me, and she's just, uh, I consider her like the prayer warrior. She walked in that front yeah. door, man, and uh, saw me sitting there as a 17-year-old kid. And she knew the rebellion. I probably dropped out of high school at this point, and I was just, I was just a mess. And, and that's kind of a little rabbit trail here. That's the, 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 the problem, I feel like, with, with some of the young people, especially those that are living in sin and have bought into the lie of the devil. And I did some math the other day, and I, I would make, you know, to some this is good, to some this is, this is, you know, chump change. But to me, it was doing a 17-year-old kid from a Thursday to a Sunday. I was making, I could make like a thousand dollars in a, in a three-day period cash money. Oh, yeah. Selling drugs. When you do the math, if you do that for a whole year, that's fifty-two thousand dollars in a year. Yeah, they ain't chump change. Yeah, that's exactly. Crazy. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's good. That's good for some people right now. My point is. My teachers, I, I looked this up the other day. My teachers in the in the school district I lived in in Texas. Now in 2017, they're making like fifty-two thousand dollars a year. So there's no telling what they were making, you know, 17, 18 years ago. So oh, here man. you got a kid that's making more money than than his teachers at school. And so there's a lot of pride. There's a lot of deception that comes with that yeah. from uh, from a kid's perspective. But how are you going to tell me how to live when I'm making more money than you? <laughs> so, so anyway, man, I was just—I was really just in a crazy place, you know, just bought into the lie of the enemy. And I called out to Jesus that night, man, uh, with my mom. She was there, and I grabbed her hand, and we prayed, and I called out to God. And I got saved, man. I flushed drugs down the toilet, and um, you know, I wish I could say everything was perfect, but I—I it, it, I went for about a good week, and then went back out into the world, and, uh, and then I moved to Alabama when I was 18. And, uh, and that's when I started getting discipled, man. And that's where my, my life just went out really, really started taking off for the good. So that's a super, super short version, but that, that gives you a yeah. good idea. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. And, and uh, from what you were saying before, the, the, the how you know, Pastor Mike crossed paths was Pastor Mike was actually teaching at Kano Man at the time when you came in, right? Who? Pastor who? And, um,. You guys were under the tutelage of brother Matt Goldberg too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pa- Sha- you talking about Pastor Sean Knight? I didn't catch what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastor Sean Knight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He Pastor- was the director. In- yeah. That's right. He was the director that came in, and uh, he had worked for Brother Mac, and that's how Pastor Sean and I. Pastor Sean Knight is awesome. He is a man. I got a lot of respect for him. He's just uh, he's a man of God. He's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, that's awesome. So now, and transitioning from you being where you was as a teenager to now being a leader and a minister to the youth, you know, with God calling you back to the youth. Um, yeah. As you know, times change, generation changes, you know, but some things still stay the same. So how can you or how do you reach these youth today? And type of environment that's going on right now 
Because right now, it's like, and you and I spoke about this before, right now, it's like a remix of the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, yeah. wild. Like, yeah, you're right. Sex, sex is everywhere. People doing everything and everywhere. Drugs out the wazoo. Um, yep. Like, like you got, you got, like, and, and people I grew up with, I went to school with, I see them every day now. They're like high as a kite. Right. And some, some of them are fiend out. Like they, yep. they turn into fiends, you know, and, and it's sad to see that. So, you know, how how do you even come up with things like like a, a um, plugged in winter camp and summer camp to um, get these youth off the streets and into the world? Yeah, man, that's a great question. There's a stat, and you know stats, but I I don't know how accurate this is, but there's a stat that says that this is this generation coming up like your high schoolers kind of down they are they're going to be the first post-christian generation in america meaning you know you and me our generation our parents for sure definitely our grandparents god was just kind of in the mix you know what i mean um nowadays parents just man they're they're lost as a goose in a snowstorm to give you kind of a good old southern uh description of it but <laughs> but they're they're lost, man. And so they're not taking their kids to church. Where back in the day, church was just kind of a part of what you did. Now it's kind of an afterthought. So they're they're saying that this is going to be the first generation in America that just doesn't know God. Um, so with that statement, um, we know sin is abounding. I, when I was a teenager, it was crazy, man. It like we celebrated girls making out we celebrated drugs yeah. we rolled the corner the amount of weed in one joint smoking just to do like we were nuts we were a mess yet we didn't have the catch with this generation is they uh they have these cell phones they have the internet we didn't have it like what they do they have exactly you they got stuff exactly. yeah they got it right at their fingertips that you go to snapchat i mean you just go to the the discovery spot on snapchat there's all kinds of stuff just just blatantly right there in the face. It's just a touch of a button, a touch of the screen or what. So I I wouldn't say that that the sin has changed. It's all the same. Yes, what I yes. feel is it's more readily available and accessible in this day and age. Um, so to answer your question, how do we how do we deal with that? Well, what I've also the Bible says that where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. So no matter how crazy it is in the world. No matter how crazy sin, no matter what the media and what people or preachers are telling you about sin, the Bible tells us that grace is much more. So, so that's something we got to hold on to as believers, man. As nasty as it is out there, God's grace yeah. is much more. Not even just more; it's much more. <laughs> so, that's, that's true. So, that's to, to kind of sum up and wrap up your question is this, man: How do we reach them? Well, I feel like it's really simple because. Because as dark it is, as dark as it is in the world, that just means my light shines more. And so, what I'm seeing with these young people in this in this uh, in this part of the country, I'm seeing there's a true, genuine hunger, not for just church. They don't want just church. There's a true, genuine hunger for God, for His Spirit, for Jesus. Man, they genuinely love God. And they're not afraid to go a little bit deeper. They're not afraid to hear the word. They're not afraid 
they, they just want they want some attention they want some of your time and they just want a little opportunity man you give them those three things you'll win a world you'll win an entire generation anyway man get me to preach no no listen listen speak your mind speak your spirit yeah and that, that's it man it's just I, I feel like you know people already know where they're messing up teenagers they already know where they're messing up they're getting beat up every day from god knows what they really need to know how much they're loved and if you can if you kick a dog long enough that dog's eventually going to walk away but you yeah. love that dog you feed that dog you give it a little treat here and there you pet it man you, you won't be able to get rid of that dog and it's the same thing with people man not not to compare people with dogs but it's just yeah yeah, yeah thank you thank you for that thank you for that yeah but, but you, you, excuse me yeah, yeah, yeah. But but my point is, like, if you love people, yeah, they'll stick around, man. Like, you know, honey attracts more than uh, than vinegar. You dig? <laughs> so, anyway. Nah, that's, that, that, hey, listen, that's good. That's that, that that's what's needed. That's why I said it's a signature series because um, not a lot of people are going to be in this type of series. You know, this is for the people that want to reach back to others. You know, and uh, yeah. This is great right here. This is what's needed. Um, so, now the timeline, you went through the timeline, you was addicted to drugs and alcohol, and then you got led to Christ, and led to Christ, and then you, you um, um, helped out at Cayman Islands, at Cayman Land, and then you became, you know, even more of a Zachary Bigley into the ministry, you plugged in and stuff. So, how, how did that lead into dating uh, uh, Rachel? And then eventually marrying the love of your life. Well, man, that's that's an awesome story, really. Um, I was living in Colorado Springs and had moved. I was moving to Alabama, and so when I moved to Alabama, I was moving from Colorado Springs down to Alabama. I was going to go stay in Texas for about a month with my mom. And I stopped in Oklahoma, and I met and I had met Rachel's twin sister prior to this uh, in Colorado. Okay. When? Oh, yeah, wow. uh, <laughs> uh, what do you call them? Uh, not identical, but fraternal. No, it's, it's the other one. Whatever the other one is, <laughs> fraternal, I think. Yeah. I, anyway, yeah, I, so which they're identical. The one exactly the same. Yeah, they're not exactly the same. So they're. I think it's fraternal. Oh, so. So anyway, it's um, it's a fraternal twin, and and I met her, and so I saw her. I stopped at a at a church that they were having this conference, and I stopped there. And I saw her, and I was talking to her, and I ended up seeing her in the hallway again. And as she did, as I was talking to her, Rachel walked up to me, which is my wife now. Rachel walked up to me. And, man, it was like in 1980, you know, rock and roll hair band video where, like, her hair just went slow motion. And the wind started blowing, and there was, like, a spotlight shining, dude. You know, you picture like this dude in the corner with a guitar solo rocking it out, man. It was it was like it was a moment, bro. And so she comes up. And, uh, uh, yeah, white snake poison rat, like yeah, any kind of late eighties rock rock and roll band, man. It, think of those videos, it was just like slow motion rocking, dude. It was awesome. At least at least that's how I'm gonna tell the story. <laughs> So, yes, so oh. she comes up to me and just confident and strong and and she used to smoke cigarettes so her voice was a little bit more raspy than it is now 
And so she walked, and she had this real southern drawl, man. And so I was like, okay. She was like, hi, I'm Rachel. It's just all confident and strong. I was like, okay, all right, girl, I'll see you. Oh, oh, and so we, we knew. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she came up just very, very, just confident. I like that. And she said, uh, introduce her name, and, and we had a mutual person we knew, and just kind of talked, and that was it. I walked away from that conversation. I said, God, or I even told God, or I thought to myself, I could date a girl like that. Well, uh, that was in July, I guess. So January, we st- we started connecting and talking and dating, and then, uh, man, in March of '05, we uh, wait a minute, let me think of that. No, March of '06. We uh, we became a future boyfriend and girlfriend. Right we got married. Huh? No, I was saying get the dates right now because you know Rachel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, you know? <laughs> exactly. You don't want to be on the couch, Zach. Come on, man. It, it, it was it was. I can tell you, it was March seventh, two thousand six. We became official boyfriend girlfriend, and uh, and we got married in two thousand eleven, May twenty eighth, oh. and uh, and then we had our daughter January twenty fourteen, and uh, and then our son. November of 2015, and uh, and we dated for five years. I don't recommend that, but that's just the, the path we ended up going on before we got married. But um, but man, it's uh, it. She, my wife is awesome, and it, it would take a whole other podcast for me just to tell you the amazing kind of person she is. But she is she's <laughs> top notch, man. Top notch. That's that's awesome. As a matter of fact, speaking of. You were saying that um, you don't recommend that. You know, it, it all depends. Sometimes, you know, God may, you know, have y'all take the, the, the long road, some of the short road, you know. Um, yeah. Just recently, a good brother of mine in my church, he got engaged to his wife. Well, he proposed to his wife. Well, he proposed. You, you, you get what I'm saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm all mumbling with the word. They got engaged. Um, yeah, I got you. Yeah, they got engaged. <laughs> but... They were high school sweethearts, so they know each other ever since high school. Yeah. Yeah, so they've been dating since high school, and they're a bit younger than me. I think by like a year or two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they, they finally tied the knot, which is dope. And oh, good. Another, another, another good friend of mine, he was dating his woman for like over 10 plus years on and off, but they finally got connected together, and they recently got engaged too. You know? Oh, that's good. But but then on the flip side, you have my my, my main man, Kareem Bronx MC. He met uh-huh. his wife. They started dating like a, a month after, and then they got yep. married within uh, two years. See, yeah. And I know a guy got so, married, met and married within six months, and uh, they got two wow. kids. And they're married, doing good. Yeah, it, it all just depends, man. It, my wife was actually 18, about to be 19 when we first started. Uh, when we first started dating, and so okay. you know, it's it, and now she's my wife. She's 30 years old now. We've been we've been together since '06. Oh um, yeah, I can see that. But the age thing, yeah, okay, okay I yep. see now. Because okay. I'm I'm six and a half years older, and so yeah, man, it's, it's just everybody's story's different, and that's that's why it comes down. You just got to be led to what God's leading you to do, man. And um, and 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 if if you believe that you wanna, and love is a choice, man, it's not a feeling. If you believe that you wanna, you wanna be with that person for the rest of your life, then then man, make the commitment, go for it, you know. So that's good. That's good. And and your story also uh, 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 informs the, the brothers that they don't have to always shoot their shot. Now, that's right. I'm not saying if you 
not fellas, but there comes a time when there's a woman that's just old enough as Rachel that yeah. can approach you and be yeah. like, hello, how are you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's just going to show you, you don't have to always, don't force, and that's one thing I learned too, don't force a relationship. Let that's it come right. organically to you. Because if it comes organically to you, then it will produce much fruit. That's right. And, and the beautiful thing about that... Wrong, yeah. Yeah. No, no, continue. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So what I, the thing along what you're saying is, is not forcing it, man. Is, is the beautiful thing is God had me in Colorado and was leading me to Alabama. So I was on the path, the journey, the steps of a good man are ordered below. I was on the path going to my destination. She was out there at a Bible conference, you know, and uh, and our paths just crossed. There was a mutual connection uh, as far as someone we knew, and our paths crossed. And then after that, it was a super short meeting. I knew who her youth pastor was. Him and I are good friends. So I was like, hey, what's up with that Rachel girl? So then I started doing my investigation. And I remember one of them. Yeah, because the Bible does say he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So, man, in order to find something, you got to be looking. Like, let's keep it real. And you got to do your research. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know. <laughs> so, and keep in mind, it says finds a wife. That doesn't find just any old girl. There's a difference. you got to find a wife. And so, I was looking, man. Damn. And I, brother. I was trying to, uh, there was this event. And I was trying to, like, just go stand there. She was all consumed her phone. She was trying to go somewhere. And I was trying to stand by I'd go stand by her, and she'd go move. Like, I was oblivious. And, uh, and but, man, you got to keep pursuing. If you, if you if you desire something, you got to pursue it, man. That goes with God. You know, if you're trying to find a woman or ladies, if, if you want a man, you know, you got to gotta uh, just be, be following the path that God has for you, so. That's good. That's good. And now, and now it came full circle, as you were saying before. You know, you, you have two wonderful children. Yeah. And uh, what's the names? Olivia and then the the sons. See, I, now there's a whole thing on this, but we'll call him uh, Luke Zachary Bigley is his legal name, but I I like to call him King King Bigley. So. <laughs> ah. Good. Right. Hey, hey, listen. listen. Yeah. That's, that's it, brother. That's, that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. Yeah. Oh man. So, yeah, man, they're awesome. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's a that's a great all around story. You know how 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 you know you came from you know addictions and stuff like that and, and simple mm-hmm. nature to falling in love with Christ to leading others to Christ to being yeah. unified in Christ for your wife and you know now producing fruit with with your children so it's just I, I, that's, that, that comes a full circle and I, and I am very grateful for you and for your life as a living testimony to uh, how good God can be if you just yeah, allow God to come life you know that's right that's that's good um now on the sports oh uh, lord Hold on, let, let us pray. Let us pray. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, let, let, let our hearts not be troubled. <laughs> and may the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, please, in Jesus' name. I, 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 I didn't say that. I, I didn't say that. You would agree with that one, huh? <laughs> I, 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 I didn't feel that in my spirit. 
of utterance. Sorry, I can't. May, may the Cowboys play the, the Patriots in the Super Bowl and may the best team win. How about that? How about that? Okay. That's fair. That's fair enough. And you, and, and you know what? You know what? Let's up the ante. If, if, if the Cowboys even make it to the Super Bowl. Oh, great. And by, 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 by God's grace. Yeah. Maybe that's God now looking that day. <laughs> maybe he'd be doing something else. Or maybe it's because Dak and Des Bryant make an amazing catch and uh, pass, and they they end up just just dominating the entire series. How about that? Or if God is looking away. <laughs> if y'all going, I and I'm saying this publicly on the podcast, I personally changed my profile picture and my cover photo on Facebook to a Dallas Cowboys emblem. Oh, wow. If they make yeah. it to the Super Bowl? If they make it to the Super Bowl and if they win. Okay, okay, okay. You heard All that right, we'll do for, yeah. for one day, for one day, you, you do the Cowboys emblem if they make it and win. And if, if the Patriots make it and win, then, uh, then I'll put a Cowboys emblem on my profile picture. What? No, you mean the Patriots? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I heard that. You think I can hear that? No. Zach, come on, Zach. I'm in New York. You can't hustle, hustle. You can't hustle, hustle. I got you. I got you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We'll, we'll think about it. We'll talk, we'll talk more about it later. We'll talk more about it later. <laughs> oh, now I talk about it later? <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh man, just one day. If we win, put that emblem up for a day. That's what I say. Only, only if they play the Cowboys, I'll agree to that. If, if they play the Cowboys in the Super Bowl and the Patriots win, then I'll I'll do the Patriots emblem on my phone If they play the Cowboys. Patriots in the Super Bowl and the Cowboys win you do the Cowboys on your profile pick that, that's fair yes yes for a day uh, for one day one day that's fair that's fair okay good 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 that's settled you guys yeah. heard it you guys heard it so that means it's set in stone that means like they can't no backseat none of that stuff you yeah. heard it correctly this is going to be a podcast that's going to be spread around everywhere including Facebook so you heard that yeah good yeah. That's all. Okay. That's fair. Good. Well, Zach, it was, it was an honor and a privilege <laughs> to uh, discuss with you your life, your trials, victories, and of course, celebrations of life. And then within your ministry, I pray nothing but the utmost respect and more honor and more doors open for you and your family. I see nothing but peace and more finances to come in for your ministry. And I, like I said before, I'm just grateful to call you a brother. Amen. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for the opportunity to just talk with you and share. Hopefully this will bless somebody. And, man, just keep on shining, yes. brother. Keep on letting your light shine. And, and uh, man, just, just do what God's put in your heart, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for taking your time out to interview with me. Uh, I wish you the best of luck today, and uh, I hope your boys lose this week. (laughs) 
And uh, uh, I'll connect you later. <laughs> oh, but, oh but, um, but by the way, if, if anybody want to reach out to you, how can they reach you? Yeah, oh my goodness. Any social media outlet, Facebook, Zachary Bigley, Twitter, Zachary Bigley, uh, Instagram, Zachary Bigley, and then Snapchat is ZB Dude. I wish I could change that name, but I, I wasn't a big, big fan of Snapchat when I made it. And um, mm-hmm. and anyway, Snapchat kind of took off, but that's you can't change your name. So ZB Dude is my Snapchat. So add me on there. I'm uh, mm-hmm. I'm definitely active on social media. Or um, ZacharyBigley.org is our website, and then our youth camp website is mm-hmm. Are You Plugged In All Spelled Out dot org. And uh, yes. goodness mm-hmm. gracious, emails ZBigleyMin at gmail dot com. We got a PO box and all that stuff. So it, just Google me. You can find out how to get a hold of me. And speaking of plugged in, um, are, are, are tickets still open to come for the winter camp? They are. Yeah, this this winter camp, is, is it seems like God's really blessing it. So um, it's our reservations, our group reservation forms are due on October 12th. Um, we've already got one group turned okay. stuff in, and, um, and we have a limited number of of uh of beds at the place and so um first come first serve kind of deal so yeah as of right now there's space but um some preliminary numbers it's looking like it's going to be pretty pretty full so so if you want to come hit me up get your stuff turned in asap it's going to be awesome awesome praise god all right z bigglesworth yes sir and uh We'll definitely connect again, man. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate you, man. All right. All right. God bless. Thank you.